What's up, everyone? This is your boy, Jeremy John. And I'm Matthew White. And we are the Sports Reality. Just want to say thanks for tuning in to this episode. I uh, want to let you all know that you can listen to us on SoundCloud, iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, and TuneIn Radio. Just go on any of those podcast directories and search for the Sports Reality Podcast. Hit the subscribe button so you can be up to date on all of our content. Thanks again for tuning in and enjoy the show. What's up, everyone? Welcome to the 73rd edition of the Sports Reality. My name is Jeremy John, a.k.a. the Quavo of Podcast. Perfect. And I'm here with Matthew White. Do we want to say your middle name? Nope. We got to come up with a a A nickname nickname for for you. It'll happen one day, maybe. Uh, I guess, I mean, I could give you one of them right now Mm, on the spot. I don't know. Aloysius. Matthew Aloysius. not even a real nickname. That is your your middle name. It's not even my middle name either. That that, that is one of your middle names. There we go. It's maybe your second middle name. S- hyphenated. Yes, yes, a hyphenated middle name. So, uh, Matthew, how's everything going with you? Uh, it's pretty good. Pretty good today. Yo, man, are you uh you uh, feeling any any pain today? No. Not hundred percent. Ninety eight percent. Ninety eight percent. Got to leave room for improvement. Oh my goodness, it's great. You know, I don't have to. Make How are you doing? Are you okay? Yeah, you don't have to make light of any pains today. Perfect. <laughs> I'm I'm doing well, man. I'm well, doing well, good. man. It's been a very good week. Kind of busy, but it's been pretty good. Are you cold there? Is that why you're, you're pulling the blanket? Just oh, comfortable. Oh, you're getting comfortable. comfortable. Getting getting nice and nice and ready, huh? Hot sweat. <laughs> you gotta relax. You gotta relax. <laughs> we have a lot to get into for this week's episode. We're going to talk about NBA, the NBA draft, recap the NBA draft. Uh, we also got to uh, recap the NBA awards. And yeah. then NBA free agency is coming go. up this weekend. That's what we want. We'll get into that. We actually are going to have a segment for Major League Baseball. It is the first time in a long time that we're having a segment for Major League Baseball. But... We're going to do that, and I hope you all enjoy that. We'll also have our Chumpin' Champ of the Week, our Sports Free Zone, and our Reddit Topic of the Week. Let's give a little teaser for the Reddit Topic of the Week. Uh, My Reddit Topic of the Week has a lot to do with uh, how free agency might play out. All right. My Reddit Topic of the Week has to do with young phenoms that never panned out. Okay. So, yes, we'll get into that. Just want to remind you all to subscribe to this podcast on the platform of your choice. And that can either be Anchor, Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Spotify, Stitcher, and TuneIn. Make sure you subscribe. Also, leave us a review. We will greatly appreciate it. Uh, even if you happen to not leave us a good review, we'll still appreciate it. Cause reviews, Less so. I mean, yeah. I mean, we'll just know you're a hater. Big you time know, hater. We'll, we'll just know Jeremy that. size hater. Perfect. And uh, but 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 we'll still appreciate your rating. So leave us a rating, uh, so we could grow in the charts. Let's now get into the NBA and recap the NBA draft. And before we recap the NBA draft, we want to give a shout out to Harold Laws of OSS 980. 
and Clay Turner, our sports reality attorney, for coming on for our mock draft episode last week. We hope you all enjoyed it. It was a fun one. It was pretty fun doing <laughs> it. Uh, so I want to say thank you to both of them for participating. And uh, this will next year will be mock draft, uh, the second annual mock draft. There we go. So next year, possibly maybe live in color. That is true. We 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 are thinking about having this mock draft at an at a at a venue so and then we'll probably have more people involved so uh it's gonna be very interesting to see how all of that plays out but i want to say thank you to them for participating now before i continue matthew how much of the nba draft did you watch on television on television zero zero percent saw none of it i watched the updates from my phone though Oh, okay, uh, I, I, I'm not gonna lie. I didn't watch it, but I listened to it in my yeah. car because I was working at the same time. So I did listen to it. So I got all the updates, and I think I was listening for the entire draft. I think I made it all the way to pick number sixty mm. while I was working. But uh, yeah, it uh, Atlanta won. <laughs> Hawks won the draft. They didn't. No, they didn't win the draft. The Pelicans won the draft, but Hawks had a very good draft. That's a good way. That's a good way to say it. And I, I, let's just recap the lottery selections. Number one pick, uh, the New Orleans Pelicans selected Zion Williamson out of Duke. We knew that. Memphis Grizzlies selected John Morant out of Murray State. The New York Knicks selected R.J. Barrett out of Duke. Number four, this is where things got interesting. The Los Angeles Lakers, which we all know that that pick. Got was traded to the, to the Pelicans, uh-huh. but then an hour before the draft, Retraded. it was traded to the Atlanta Hawks. So, the Atlanta Hawks, even though the rights are still held by the Los Angeles Lakers, which, by the way, it was too much. Like, it, I know the trade wasn't official, but we all know. Yeah. Why can't you just give him the hat? Of the team that he's going to. No, it's weird. I don't like that. Anyways, DeAndre Hunter from Virginia was selected by the Atlanta Hawks at number four. Number five, the Cleveland Cavaliers selected Darius Garland, point guard out of Vanderbilt. Head scratcher. That one was kind of... Well, I wouldn't say a head scratcher because... I thought... Well, you may be right. I thought the Cavaliers were going to select Kobe White. Because Kobe White can play the, the one guard. or the two. Yeah. And when you have Colin Sexton from last year, who played pretty good. He had a good season. Very good season for a rookie that you'll probably just get that second guard. But to me, they play the same exact position. So I don't know how that's going to go. I don't think Garland, even though he can score, I don't think Garland is really a shooting guard. Mm-mm. I think he is a point guard. And I felt like Kobe White would fit better as a shooting guard with that team. But anyways, Darius Garland selected by the Cavaliers at number five and number six, Phoenix Suns, another head scratcher, Jared Culver, Andrew Wiggins replacement. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. It was the Phoenix Suns, but it was traded to the Minnesota Timberwolves. Yeah. The Suns went back into the draft. They moved back to number 11, but Jared Culver, going to the Minnesota Timberwolves. Then number seven, the Chicago Bulls selected Kobe White out of North Carolina. At number eight, Atlanta Hawks selected Jackson Hayes, the center out of Texas. And this is where things got really interesting for me. At number nine, the Washington Wizards selected Rui Hachimura. Yep. 
and I was like, halfway. Jeremy was upset. I texted, I text you, Clay, and Harold, and I said, "Look, I'm done with the Wizards at this point. I am done with the Wizards." But to be honest, it's not that bad of a pick. It's not that bad of a pick. <laughs> it's not the worst. It, it's not the worst. And as you know, the day went, as the night went on, and then you know, it's been it's been a week now since the draft cooled off. I had some time to to really to retrospect about the situation, and even though I still want Cam Reddish, who was on the board still, definitely on the I, board. I rather him than Rui Hachimura. Hachimura is still not a bad pick, mm. so I, I've cooled down on 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 my anger. My Cam Reddish might be trash, man. He might be, and Rui, Rui might be trash. We Could don't know. Be? It's no a, clue. It's, it's all a draft, but I from what I saw. From there, even Cam Reddish's first one year in college mm. and Rui's Hachimura's, you could say two years because the first year he really didn't play. Yeah, it was the last two that he played and really this made a name for himself. Yes, I mean it, he's really good. So I, I'm 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 now happy he's here. He's the progressive pick, I think. Yes. I, I think Cam Reddish may have been like a little more like in the mold of somebody the Wizards kind of like could have picked. But I guess with maybe like the res- the the Giannis winning MVP, like Rui Hachimura, I'm not saying he's Giannis, but he's closer to like that type of player than a traditional type of NBA player, I guess. Yes, that's a fair statement. That, a fair statement about about Hachimura. Uh, I, and also uh, the reason why I wanted Cam Reddish because... We don't know the future with Bradley Beal and Ja Wall. And I felt yeah. like if we are this high in the draft, which we rarely are. Doesn't happen too much. And to be honest, we should have been higher just by the odds. Yeah. We actually fell. We were supposed to be top six if you go by strictly the odds. We end up being number nine overall. I feel like we have this chance. Let's actually get someone who could possibly be a franchise player later. Ow. At the moment, I don't think Hachimura is going to be a franchise player, but... No, no. We don't know. We didn't know that about Giannis. We didn't know that about Kawhi. Jokic. We didn't know that about Jokic. A lot of players. We didn't even know that about Steph Curry. Yep. We didn't know that about... Kobe Bryant. Most basketball... Michael Jordan. Most basketball players. The slam dunks are... They're hard to see. So, yeah. So, he might... He might actually be there. And at number 10, the very next pick, the Atlanta Hawks selected Cam Reddish. At number 11, the Phoenix Suns selected Cameron Johnson, which after you made the trade, now they did acquire, was it Dario, uh, Dario Sarch? Yeah. Okay. Great acquisition, I think. I think so. Now, I, I, it's solid that they ended up getting Cameron Johnson. He was drafted high. They drafted the same position three years in a row. The sh- small four position. <laughs> they, I mean, last year they got Miles Bridges and Josh Jackson. Like yeah, how Josh many? Jackson, the year before, and yeah. they had T.J. Warren. Like how many? How many years do you need to draft small fours in the first? Like I don't know this. T.J. Warren <sighs> might be out of there. He's gone. He's gone. But like, still, you still got Miles Bridges and. Josh Jackson there and like it just it doesn't really make any sense when you have a gaping hole at point guard that is and when you you were on the clock and you had Darius Garland or, or Kobe White or Kobe White lined yeah. up yeah that that one was the it's head a head scratch. it doesn't make any sense 
Now, I cannot remember. So recap, try and refresh my memory. Was the trade made before the draft or during the draft? Which trade? The Phoenix Suns. The Dario Saris trade? Yeah. I saw it during the draft. So I assume that it did. I'm not 100% positive. I honestly can't remember if it was before or during. It's bad regardless. It still is pretty it's bad. not good. <laughs> it's not good. One's at. definitely worse than the other, but like they, I don't, the Phoenix Suns. I root for them so much, and they just constantly are disappointing me. Like, at every turn. Unless they get D'Angelo Russell, then I'm back on the bandwagon. But I will be upset because the Lakers didn't get him. (laughs) We will talk about D'Angelo Russell later in this segment. But let's continue with the NBA draft and continue with the lottery picks. At number 12, the Charlotte Hornets selected P.J. Washington. Okay. He's a power forward that's going to Charlotte, so that means it's going to be terrible. (laughs) Unfortunately. Sorry, PJ. Jeez. How many power forwards are they going to take? Uh, They took at least one of the Zellers. They took Kaminsky. They have uh, Michael Kidd Gilchrist still on that team. (laughs) Uh, Marvin Williams. Marvin Williams still on that team. Bismack Biombo might be on that team. He is on that team. It's a lot of like... A lot of just big dudes who can't do anything offensively. They can do one thing. Like, that's it. Like, Kaminsky can shoot the three sometimes. Bismack can block shots. They need to combine all these players. And, <laughs> but, and isn't, like, Gilchrist and Marvin Williams, like, just sucking the cap along with Nicholas Batum? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. They're in a very, very bad cap situation. <laughs> <laughs> like, coming up. It's not... Michael Jordan is... We had to pump some of that Jumpman money into the, like... <laughs> yeah, he made... About to pay some luxury tax. <laughs> At number 13, the Miami Heat selected Tyler Hero, which I thought kind of high also. I don't understand. That one doesn't really make too much sense either. And at number 14, the Boston Celtics selected Romeo Langford. Sure. I, I guess. I, I, don't, I don't know where it goes. It should, like, I don't know. I think the Pistons got, like, the next pick, that's a good one. I like that one, I think. The Detroit Pistons, number 15, Sekou Demboye. There we go. From France, the youngest. I think he is the youngest. In the draft? In the draft. I think so, yeah. Uh, but he he was projected as a lottery pick, just fell right outside. Some other notable picks. Remember I spoke in the mock draft about Goga Pataze? Yeah. I, honestly, where did I say he was going to go? I said he was going to go to the Hawks. I did say that. He was going to go to the Hawks pretty high. And either number eight or number ten, he ended up being selected by the Indiana Pacers uh-huh. at number eighteen. Mm-hmm. He'll probably back up Miles Turner, yeah. and depending on how well he plays, that's a good. That's he a might good get fit. Miles Turner out of there yeah. in a couple of years. Uh, other notable picks: Brandon Clark out of Gonzaga at number twenty-one, going to uh, Memphis Grizzlies because yeah. they made a trade with the Oklahoma City Thunder. There were a lot of trades. I think it was 15 trades. It's a lot of trades. During, during the Lots draft. Of trades. Uh Memphis Grizzlies also selected Darius Baisley, the young the the young man who was supposed to go to Syracuse and then said, "Nope, no, nah, I'm not about to play. I'm about to just work out and get ready for the NBA." So he still was drafted in the first round. Ty Jerome out of Virginia. I didn't think he was going to go this high, but he did. To the oh, Phoenix Suns. Is he good? He's a remember we we spoke about in the mock draft where he is pretty much like a Gravis Vasquez type. Okay. Yeah. All right. <laughs> yeah, so. that's, that's pretty high. It's for, for your first round pick. Dang. Now that is the point guard at Phoenix. 
is going to have like i guess yeah i mean we, your guess is good as ours i mean theirs i feel like phoenix doesn't i don't know i'm just i'm worried about them they it's it's weird that they've gone multiple seasons without having a point guard Nazir Little from North Carolina, drafted by the Portland Trailblazers. Might be a great pick. Dylan Widler out of Belmont, selected by the Cleveland Cavaliers. He's a small forward at number 26. And for the last pick of the first round, the Cleveland Cavaliers made a trade with Milwaukee. So the Cavaliers acquired Kevin Porter Jr. out of USC. Other notable draft picks, Carson Edwards. Number 33, so in the second round, traded to Boston. So at least they get a point guard. Now that it looks like Kyrie Irving's going to be out of there. Yes, he's six feet, but he can score. Maybe you end up getting someone who's a little bit taller than Isaiah Thomas and can play like Isaiah Thomas. There we go. Flashback. (laughs) Bruno Fernando out of Maryland. Selected or he was selected by Philly, but then traded to Atlanta. Very good draft. The Hawks are becoming the Maryland South. Yo, true. Because they have Kevin Herter and Bruno Fernando. Bruno Fernando, very physical. And Alex Len. If he's still, I think he's still there. Yeah, he was on the roster at the end of the season. I don't know if he's like a free agent. Yeah, I can't remember if he's a free agent or not, but hey, it could be Maryland South. Other notable selections Admiral Schofield. There we go. Great name. Selected by the 76ers, but he was traded to the Washington Wizards. Okay. And, and also, the Wizards acquired Jonathan Simmons with that trade. Okay. Wizards got a lot of okay players. <laughs> Bobo. The God. Selected 44th overall by the Miami Heat, but then traded to the Denver Nuggets. Now, Denver's team. It's a lot of potential there. Lot <laughs> Lots of, of potential. They're going to be a very interesting team yep. because Kevin Porter, like we said, is coming back. Bobol, oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, Michael Porter Jr. Sorry. There's a whole bunch of them. Yeah, it's Michael Porter Jr. coming back. You're going to have Bobol, who's at seven plus. Just huma- very long, very lanky. Blocks a lot of shots. They'll be playing Summer League, but then when it comes to the actual season. Oh, they got Jokic. And Jamal Murray and Gary Harris. They can play like a... I mean, even though Jamal Murray and and and, uh, and Gary Harris mm. are on the shorter side, yeah, they can still make that up with the with with three wings. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, with three three you know front court players that are six ten or better. Yes, so yeah. uh, that they're going to be fun and very entertaining. Very entertaining, and they have uh, I think a, a, enough space for a max contract. Now, do you think, I know we're not to the free agency part of our segment yet, but do you think with the performance of, or the recent performance of the Denver Nuggets that they can actually get decent free agents? I wouldn't be surprised. I wouldn't be surprised either. Mm-hmm. If like, they end not up, at all. If they end up, you know. It's got to be an attractive landings like spot. Some other notable selections in the NBA draft at number 51, the Boston Celtics selected Tremont Waters out of LSU. So they got two point guards out of the draft. Kyle Guy from Virginia was selected by the New York Knicks, but then traded to the Sacramento Kings at number 55. And for the very last pick of the draft, the 
Sacramento Kings selected Vanya Marinkovic out of Serbia. Okay. Now, this draft class, just looking at what you just, I mean, we're just a week into it. Mm. We didn't even get the summer league yet. Nope. In the way too soon prediction, is this draft class going to go down as a great draft class? No. I, I'm with you there too. I don't think it's it'll gonna be go, okay. It'll be okay. It will be solid. I do see a lot of like 10 year NBA players. Yeah, and that's good. And nothing's wrong with that. Uh, but it's not going to be an 84 draft. It's not going to be a 92 draft. It's not going to be 2003 or even what's the more recent one that was pretty good. The one with Stephen or Clay, I think. Yeah, that one was pretty good. It's not going to be one of those drafts, but it will be a solid draft because there will be guys who, like I said, will end up being 10-year veterans. They may they may be journeymen, but they'll be in the league. Let's now move on to Andre Iguodala. Andre Iguodala is selling a book, and he was on The Breakfast Club. They did an interview, and they asked him some very important questions during the interview. And uh, Iguodala was very open about well, you know what he was asked. He was asked about the medical staff of the Golden State Warriors. He was asked, you know, was the was the were the members of the medical staff responsible for Kevin Durant's injury? What do you say? And he, he okay. Equidala knows he has to go back to that team, obviously. So he kind of said no. Too well. He kind of said no on that, but then the very next statement, if you read between the lines, is like, no, he's saying, nah, it is their fault for what happened. He said no at first, and then he said, well, remember last year I was hurt, and they ruled it as a bone bruise, but really I was playing with a fracture in my leg. So that's when he, you know, so basically he's trying to say that, yeah, they can make some mistakes, not just make mistakes to the media and the fans. They'll tell you it's one thing or they'll tell the media, but it's, but it's really something different. And honestly, that's what we thought about when it came to, to uh, Kevin Durant. We thought it was an Achilles injury and they framed it as a calf injury. I'm not going to go all the way back to what we said for the last two weeks, but just a real quick recap. You and I both believe that Kevin Durant had an Achilles injury at first. That was the initial injury. And and then when he came back, re-aggravated and made it worse with a ruptured Achilles. So, uh, you know, he spoke about that. Andre Iguodala spoke about that. Iguodala also spoke about, you know, how the NCAA exploits athletes and we've spoken about this countless but he he spoke about it and he said how there were times where he was at university of arizona which at the time when he was there was probably the second highest grossing ncaa basketball program and there were times that he was like i didn't even have money to get something to eat but he saw his jersey in the store selling for fifty dollars so yeah. he's just like, and I got none of that. So then he also spoke about uh, what he's trying to do. He's trying to bridge the tech 
industry and sports and try and have them work out some things and, and collaborate. So he spoke about that. He also was asked about Mark Jackson. Now, I did not listen to that part of the interview yet. I'm going to go back and listen to it. But I read some excerpts and essentially... He says that Mark Jackson blackballed. was blackballed or is being blackballed by NBA franchises. And he said that it was overblown about the whole, you know, Christian viewpoints of Mark Jackson being pushed on the team. Because when he was asked by Charlemagne, I think it was Charlemagne that asked him, he, he said, sense. hey, did you did was he forcing, you know, his religious views on you all? And Iguodala said no. He was like, actually, we just all, most of us go to church anyway. <laughs> so he was like, it wasn't, he's like, well, most of us are Christian anyway that were on the team. So it wasn't a big deal. And it was never like a mandatory thing. Like you had to come or you felt like there was going to be some sort of retaliation if you didn't come. He even spoke about how Mark Jackson held, you know, like prayer meeting on Wednesday nights when they didn't have a game then they would have you know prayer meeting as a team and most of the teams still came mm. out and and you know they had prayer meeting so he spoke about that and he said i think that's what has also led to some nba franchises staying away from mark, from mark jackson. jackson because they got the media when this came out when mark jackson was fired several years ago spun it as mark jackson's christian views were impeding or infringing on some of the players and even some of the front office and owners mm. of the team. Then there was the report that, you know, one of the owners or one, yeah, one of the owners is part of the LGBTQ co community yeah. and how Mark Jackson, who is a Christian man is, you know, against, you know, homosexuality. homosexuality. Yeah. And, that got out there and it made it seem the media made it seem like oh he was pretty much hating this owner and that's why they had to get him out of there so Iguodala cleared it up and said nah that's not what it is he's being blackballed he also brought in race into it and said you know when you know black coaches fail they're not given that chance again or as quickly as yeah well I mean Jeff Van Gundy has gotten to coach a lot of teams you mean Steve both of them yeah i know Je jeff them. jeff just found tv a long time ago so he's just like laying low but steve yes he's bounced around yeah. <laughs> quite a bit from miami to orlando to detroit and uh, same same outcome at all these places and he'll probably be if he wants to he'll probably end up being one of the coaches that will be given a chance at, at, a, at the next opening unless he's like nah i'm done coaching Back to Iguodala and Mark Jackson. He said, you know, Mark Jackson actually is my favorite head coach that I've had in the NBA. Like, now this is a guy who also says he likes Steve Kerr. Yeah. And he's won now three championships with Steve Kerr. And a finals MVP. And a finals MVP. And he's just like, nah, but you know, Mark Jackson is is my favorite head coach that I've had. And we've always said this, that if Mark Jackson was still with that team, they would have eventually won. Yeah. Like, they would have progressed. They were natural. Like, their progression was kind of natural. Like, they went, they were bad for a bit. 
Then they made the playoffs. They won one round, got beat. Mm. Then they made the playoffs again, and they fought a tough, uh, at the time, the Clippers. That was the team that actually got them out. (laughs) That Clippers team, that was pretty nice. That was supposed to go to the finals. The best Clippers team ever. That, That is probably one of the best. That, no, you're right. It is the best Clippers team ever. But anyway, so, you know, they were going to take that natural progression, but they fired Mark Jackson, who, by the way, was coach of the year. It's regular. And that's when that kind of was that when that trend started? Firing the coach of the year? Yeah. Fi- I think that's when the curse started. Yeah. Yeah. Where it was like coaches of the year were always getting fired. constantly. Because we saw it three times Mark Jackson, we saw Dwayne, it with, Casey. Uh, Dwayne Casey last year, and we also now for the record, Dwayne Casey was he the NBA coach of the year or was he one of the publications mm-hmm. wrote it? I'm not sure. I can't remember how it played out, but he still won an award for Definitely. coach of the year last year. And then there was George Carl. Remember he was fired yeah, from also. Denver. Uh, yeah, or was it? Sacramento? Sacramento. Sacramento. I can't yeah. remember, but he was one fired. of those. So he spoke about that. Um, it is going to be interesting to see how the book sells. I may try and get it just to see what he says. Now, there were some other things that he said within the interview that I'm kind of like, all right, whatever. That's just your opinion, uh, Iguodala. But that, that that's one thing I do like about him. I don't necessarily agree with everything that he says, but I could still. I still bang with him. Yeah. You know, and that's, that's, that's one thing that's kind of, you need that healthy balance where you don't just like someone because they agree with everything you agree with. There are some people that I do not agree with everything that they do or they say, but overall they're still good people and I could still bang with them. Now let's get to the NBA free agency talk. Free agency. There we go. Starts. This coming Sunday at 6 p.m. I'm ready. You are ready. I'm ready. I'm gonna get a vegan milkshake, maybe some like a maybe a pizza with non-dairy cheese. It's gonna be lit. Are you uh, practicing the uh, vegan lifestyle? No, just, just I don't like dairy. Perfect. Makes my tum up hurt. That makes my tum so upset. Yeah, it makes your little tummy hurt. Oh, it's not for see, Jeremy. <laughs> there you go again. This, this is, we were just talking about this in the beginning. You're making light of people's pains. Perfect. <laughs> so, uh, free agency is starting on Sunday, and there's it's already some great. reports about some superstars. It's not clear where Kyrie Irving's going right now. Or Jimmy Butler or, or Kawhi or anyone else. <laughs> well, so let's start with the first, I guess. Even though it's not shocking, it still was breaking news because I thought it was going to go the other way. But Kevin Durant opted out. There we opted go. out. There we go. I thought he was going to at least keep the thirty-one million rehab and then just do it all over again next summer. Too smart. He decided to opt out, and even then, he could still return to, to the, Warriors. the Warriors with a supermax contract if he wants to. So that that that's one of the elements of free agency that we're going to talk about. Also, because of Kyrie Irving, I mean, because of Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving, mm-hmm. it's wide open with him. Is he going to sign with the Brooklyn Nets? There's already reports that he bought a huge home in New Jersey. He's from New Jersey. You know, is he going to go back home? Then there's the Jimmy Butler news that 
Jimmy Butler wants to play with the Houston Rockets, and the 76ers are interested in doing a sign and trade, or 76ers and the Rockets are interested in doing a sign and trade for Jimmy Butler. In exchange, they would have to get Capella, Tucker, Gordon, or some combination of the two, and draft picks. The problem is the Rockets do not have draft picks. They've traded them all all the time. Uh huh. So the Rockets are possibly going to have to make trades for draft picks before they can make. They trades. can even make a trade for Amazing. Jimmy Butler. Amazing. And not only that, I think if you trade Jimmy Butler to the Houston Rockets, that's gonna be a terrible idea. It's for gonna Houston be Rockets. the greatest drama show for an entire. Could you imagine? Like, I think James Harden and Chris Paul don't get along. Like Jimmy Butler has never got along with anybody. Perfect. <laughs> it's gonna be amazing. Like, and Jimmy Butler likes to have hard practices. I'm going to go out on a limb and say James Harden is not the biggest fan of practice. Not at all. Not, <laughs> it's going to be great. It's not perfect. at all. And then, of course, you know, there's rumblings that Chris Paul wants out. Oh he wants God. to be traded. Or <laughs> he said either I get traded or you trade James Harden. That is. Could you imagine if James Harden got traded this offseason? <laughs> the unmitigated gall. <laughs> Yo, yeah, like, what is Ross? Like, pick one. <laughs> to suggest. He gave them ultimatum. Pick one of us right now. And to be fair to. No. Chris Paul. No. You don't got to be fair to Chris Paul. I, well, I just want to play devil's advocate here. If you're going to play the Dan Tony offense. You got to let Chris Paul handle the rock. Now, I'm not That's saying fair. you trade James Harden, no. but you got to let Chris Hart, I mean, Chris Paul handle the rock. And I think if D'Antoni's going to be there and, they tr- and they're trying to win, D'Antoni needs to adapt offensively. Is he capable of adapting? Uh, he's never shown that he has been. He's never shown that he has, but at the same time, if you're an NBA coach, I think I think one offseason you could find out some plays that y'all can run. Giving them way too much credit. <laughs> way too much credit. <laughs> well, so, yeah, so that, oh, man, it's. It's not good. Suboptimal, for sure. It's not the best right now. Kimbo Walker? Oh, to Boston. He's definitely about to be a Celtic. You think he's really going there? I mean, Celtics, I guess somebody. Al Horford about to walk, too? Yeah, Al Horford. He he's opting out of his final deal because there's reports that there are some teams that can actually offer him a what a three year hundred million dollars or something like that three, eighty million dollars yeah something yeah three years eighty million the one of the teams is the 76ers now Horford likes to play the four right that's what he likes to play he just that's what never he plays never he just doesn't happen never doesn't get to happen yo what if he Yo, what if he does the Embiid stopper with Embiid? It's perfect. Now nah, they'll be pretty good. And if they if like they trade uh, Jimmy Butler, mm-hmm. they got to keep JJ. Like have to they bring one hundred. You have to have somebody who shoot the basketball because Ben Simmons is allergic <laughs> yeah. to shooting. And Embiid, not like he's not. You know, he's that's not what you want him to be doing. So they just need a point guard position. 
or like another guard position. I don't know. It's weird with Ben Simmons because he's plays point guard or they have him listed as point guard, but he doesn't defend the point guard. He doesn't defend the point guard. He's usually defending the power forward. Yeah, or, or, the, small or small forward or somebody forward. else. So like they gotta they have another uh, spot open on that team where they need to fill with 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 some shooting. Dallas Mavericks are another team that can possibly get Kemba, get Kemba, or even Horford, or Demarcus Cousins, or Demarcus Cousins. The Knicks also Uh rumored that they may sign Demarcus Cousins as a after they miss on KD and everyone (laughs) else. So he's gonna be there, Mari Sotomayor. (laughs) Yo, that's not what you want. I'm sorry, Kemba. You might be better than Amari though, because you're not like hurt. But my goodness, then uh, what's the what's the uh, who's the other? Oh, Kawhi. It's still um, just yeah. like it's a lot of NBA free agents that are like Kawhi is just we just you just don't know. We just don't know with Kawhi. No clue. What was the one rumor that you saw earlier today about Kawhi and Jimmy Butler? Oh, linking up in uh, the Clippers. Yes, that would be amazing. That would be fun. Yeah. And then your Los Angeles Lakers. There we My go. goodness, we actually have some breaking news. Uh-oh. I don't know how I feel about this. What's the breaking news, Matthew? Or am I the one reporting? Oh, you got to tell this. I don't know what this one is. The Los Angeles Lakers, or more specifically, the Washington Wizards, Uh-oh. are going to be part of the trade with the Pelicans. And that whole thing, when the trade becomes official, basically the Wizards are going to acquire Isaac Bonga, Mo Wagner, Jamario Jones to assist with the Los Angeles Lakers. Um, it's still not clear, and this is being reported by Zach Lowe and Adrian Wojnarowski, which, by the way, it's funny how Adrian Wojnarowski will always come out with his with his reports but then when someone else like reports on something it's always like oh in collaboration with <laughs> I, no, don't get me wrong I know sometimes writers and, and, and analysts and insiders do collaborate on work but I just find it funny how like when the other NBA insiders have a have a, a, a story Woe just somehow intertwined he's that, look he's definitely like the conglomerate you know what I'm saying he's like a He's he's too big to fail now, so he just gets he got his hand on everything, <laughs> yeah. especially so, with NBA free agency. So Zach Lowe is reporting that the Wizards are going to be part of that mega deal to get Anthony Davis to the Lakers, there and also go. that it will open up more cap room for the Lakers. That's now, what we need. Since it is still fresh, I don't know. Like we still don't even know what the Wizards are giving up. I hope it's just like cash. Fax machine. A copy washing, machine, a washing copy. machine, oh my like gosh. a like a semi pro. Yo, <laughs> we traded you for a washing machine. <laughs> but yeah, man, I, I hope it's just that. I really hope it's just that. I if it's a draft pick, I'm going to scream. Jeremy might even be screaming. If, even if it's a second round draft, second round to the Lakers. Let's get it. I would we be need so that. upset, and I already didn't want to be part of the Lakers getting help. I didn't want to be part of it, but now I guess we are part of it. So and and you guys really half-assed it by not sending Bradley Beal this way. Well, no. Why would I want to send Bradley Beal? Because if you're you gonna are. help, regardless, you might as well help all the way. Halfway, you don't want to do a like bad job helping the Lakers. That's for like. 
things of like community service and Come stuff. On, like I'm not Come trying on, to dog. help out another team beat me. They wouldn't be beating you guys. Don't worry. Well, I mean, you guys, they will. Guys not going to play. I mean, they will. The Wizards would definitely be. The Lakers would be the best team in the NBA, so that means the Wizards automatically get to beat them one time. <laughs> so, you know. But, yeah, I definitely didn't want to be part of that helping you all to, to, to get this. To now, greatness. Who is somebody, before we leave this segment, who is somebody who is a free agent that we are not talking about, but you are looking forward to see who they play for next. Uh, Dan, uh, this not a free agent. I mean, who that's not who a, is, that, sorry, did, sorry, let me rephrase. That is not a high profile free so, agent. I'm going to give you, I'm going to give you one that I think is going to stay and one that I think is going to be on a different team. So the one that I'm like, and if any, and if this dude like leaves, I'd be oh my gosh, Malcolm Brogdon. Uh-huh. Like I don't know what the Bucks are gonna have to do just because Brogdon and uh, Chris Middleton are free agents at the same time, uh-huh. and and next year it's Giannis. And Brogdon just joined the fifty forty ninety club, and normally people in that club make a certain amount of money. Perfect. So I'm sure that they weren't really expecting to have to have to offer him like a near max deal. But they're going to have to offer Malcolm Brogdon a lot of money. And I don't know. So, like, I don't know if they would let him walk or if they would let Middleton walk. But I'm a little interested to see what happens with Brogdon. And the other person, I think, like, Danny Green. Like, I don't know what's about to happen with Danny Green, but I'm very excited. Because normally where Danny Green goes, very good playoff teams go. That is true. That is true. Uh, Mark Gasol opted into his player yeah. option, which is the smartest thing he could have done. He was never going to make that again if he did he, not. So, I can't believe he got paid that much money this year. <laughs> and then, oh, we didn't even talk about D'Angelo Russell. Patrick a, Beverly. It's too many. It's just too many. Patrick Beverly is one of those guys that the Lakers are looking at. But obviously, D'Angelo Russell is one of the guys that the Lakers are also looking at. D'Angelo Russell on the max level side, but uh, you might take the hometown discount. What hometown? What you mean? He ain't taking no discount for LA <laughs> true, true. after they got him out of there. <laughs> no discount for oh LA. He's gonna be like, "Oh, y'all want me back?" Full price. Full price. Premium. <laughs> Like I still almost want it. Like I mean, look, he's the perfect fit. If we can't get Bradley Bill, yeah, I want D'Angelo Russell. D'Angelo Russell might be a very good fit. And what if they run the triangle off? Oh, let's get it. Let's get it, dog. Bring Phil out of retirement. <laughs> Come on, because you get that big guard in Huge D'Angelo guard. Russell. You get just a flat out wing scorer. In LeBron God. James, God. who is the fourth best basketball player of all time, and then you get, then you get Anthony. Why are you giving me that look? Dude, you get Anthony Davis, who's made out of mostly glass, but he's still that that inside presence, big dominant force. Yeah, that's what you want. But that could also still- and JaVale McGee still there. He's not. He's not. He's not. But and, and I know then, what you mean. And then you also get, like I said, Anthony Davis, who could be that perimeter. Yes, he's not going to be Scott Scotty Pippen. Mm-mm. But still, right. still could run that offense. That'd be that'd be kind of great. Look, the triangle offense ain't dead. It's just you gotta have the personnel to do it. Yeah. And in the last, you could say, how many years has it been since the Lakers won? Two thousand ten. So nine years has 
it's probably probably about last six seven years it hasn't due. been a personnel that's due for resurgent they can run the triangle uh but yeah man that, that'd be very 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 interesting like so it. you are excited for nba free agency absolutely I will be checking on you on Sunday at about 6 o'clock. 6.02 when my vegan milkshake is ready. Yeah, and then uh, we will be in contact. Yeah, No, let's not promise anything. Let's not promise anything. I don't know where I'm going to be at 6. I was about to throw out a nugget of what we could possibly do, but not going to do that. I don't want to get the fans excited, so let's not talk about that. But yeah, NBA free agency is approaching, and it's going to be very exciting. Let's now get into Major League Baseball. This is the first time in months, maybe even an entire year, that we've had baseball have its own segment. It's, it's that time of the year. Baseball is... So you know this is like trash season perfect <laughs> this is how you know look and we love sports oh we absolutely. Do. it's just we know when baseball's on by itself it's not the best oh my goodness I mean, my goodness we need summer league to start but there have some things there are some things that have happened in the baseball world the new york mets were playing on sunday against the chicago cubs and the mets were had a lead Late in the game, their relief pitcher was in the game. Can't remember who it was. He was in the game. And he was in the game a little bit longer than they wanted him to be in. Ended up giving up a go-ahead home run. And after the game, a reporter asked team manager Mickey Calloway about... It's a good name. You say Mickey Calloway? Mickey Calloway, pretty good name. Yeah, and he asked him about, you know, why did he make that decision to to uh, to keep the batter in? And he said, you know, I didn't feel like I could get my my closer who who could who would you know be able to finish the game on those many with those many outs left in the game. And then he got upset with the reporter for asking him and questioning him. And then struck the reporter. Well, not yet. <laughs> this is where things went haywire. The reporter said, see you tomorrow. As he was walking out of the clubhouse. And that's when all hell broke loose. Oh, I didn't know what happened next. <laughs> I was Mickey, thinking, I guess. Mickey Calloway started cussing up a store. Oh, let's get it, Mickey. <laughs> Not only that, pitcher Vargas, uh, I think it's, oh man, which what, which pitcher? His last name is Vargas. I want to say it's like, don't tell me it's Jeremy Vargas. I can't remember. I hope it's Jeremy Vargas. <laughs> I, can't, I don't think it's Jeremy Vargas. I can't remember who it is that, uh, man. But yeah, Jason Vargas. There That's who it was a J. I couldn't remember who it was. But Jason Vargas then told that reporter that he will, quote, F him up and actually made a charge toward oh, I like the reporter. It. Had to I be held like back. It was so bad that the Mets on uh, they 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 put out an apology later that day to the Mets reporter. Um, yeah, and the quote was, "I'm gonna knock you the f out, bro." <laughs> Yo, wait, look, see that's that that last part. 
That's how you know he was serious. <laughs> like, if he didn't have the bro at the end, it would have just been, like, some regular stuff. But, man, nah, they, I'm glad that they got, like, some people in between them before the fight, like, escalated even further. <laughs> so, and, yeah, so, the, and by the way, the question that the reporter asked was still a legit question. Like, Not in his eyes. It was still legit. Now, there's rumblings that Mickey Calloway might have just wanted to get fired. So he just was like, yo, like that I'm about to just, you know. About to run up on this reporter real quick. <laughs> We're going to have this big confrontation, Dang. and this will probably be the, the straw that me. breaks the camel's back. But he's still there. And since then, Mets have not won since. Uh, I thought you were going to say they a, weren't losing. They, <laughs> they, they've been on a hot streak they, since they've then. They've been on a losing streak Dang. since that time. So Trying Mickey a different Calloway, tactic to get fired. Mickey Calloway might definitely be in the on the hot seat. Let's also get to the Tampa Bay Rays. Tampa Bay Rays, did you hear what the ownership proposed and what Major League Baseball is it al- is allowing them to do research on? Jeremy, you know I didn't. Yeah, no, I just had to ask you that question. Major League Baseball is giving the Tampa Bay Rays permission to do research. Something crazy. On possibly having a split schedule. Oh, doing like half in the minors or something? Nah. What do you mean? Early season's going to be in Montreal. I mean, in, oh, in Tampa. No. no. And then no. later in the year in Montreal. We all know Major League Baseball is trying to get back into Montreal. Got to get back to Canada. Because Montreal actually, it wasn't that the fans, I mean, they have a fan base for baseball. It just... They didn't have a good stadium, and then at the time, the team was trashed because guess who was running the team? Who was Remember running? Jeffrey Loria uh-uh. of the Marlins, uh, who ran the team? Who okay. <laughs> Somehow, Major League Baseball let him run two teams into the ground. Like The reason why the Nationals are here is because of how bad Jeffrey Loria... I may be confusing. Is it Jeffrey Loria? Or Jeff... There's two names. One of them is the Eagles owner. So let me... Uh, let me Google the name. Former Marlins owner. Yeah, Jeffrey Loria. Sorry. So Jeffrey Loria ran the, the Expos into the ground. And that's why the Nationals are here in D.C. Also, Montreal, you know, they couldn't really, at the time, get down a stadium deal. And that's, once you don't have a stadium... Major League Baseball teams don't really want to deal with you in subpar stadiums, so they moved the team. Now, do you remember when Montreal was playing some of their games in Puerto Rico? I do, yeah. Yeah, I, re- I remember it, but I also wasn't following it. Because was Vladimir Guerrero still on the team, right? Yes, yeah. I think. I think he was. For a little, yeah. no, he might have already been with the Angels by then. He might have mm. by then. I'm not sure. But Vladimir played with the, yes, he the played with the Montreal, Montreal Expos. Yeah. So, yeah, so Major League Baseball is allowing. It would be kind of neat, I guess, but it's just, it sounds weird. Yeah, they're, they're, they're allowing Tampa to do research. Now, the ownership for Tampa is saying, we want to stay in Tampa, but at the same time, we can't really afford to stay in Tampa. <laughs> Rent too damn high, bro. <laughs> so it's not like they're trying to move. I mean, and the city doesn't seem to want to really give a, a new stadium to the Rays. And the Rays, that's the worst stadium in baseball. First of all, baseball, 
a lot of people don't like it being played indoors. Mm-mm. And that is a true indoor stadium because the roof is not retractable. <laughs> at least in Arizona and in Let the sunshine and, and, and in Milwaukee and Seattle, you can retra- the roof is retractable. So most of the time they still play outdoors, but you know, on extreme temperature days or on rainy days, they can close the roof. Not in Tampa. It's all indoors. It's hard to see fly balls. Balls get lost on the white roof up there. And they have catwalks up there. And then just the facilities are not are not the greatest. So they are researching possibly doing a split season now. Do you think it'll work? Uh, What do you mean by work? Like, Do you think that the Rays can be a profitable team just profitable i'm not even saying like making millions upon millions just profitable by having half of the season or a portion of the season in tampa and a portion in montreal i think they could i don't think that their ownership will allow it though like it sounds like a cool idea if this was like a, a a franchise run by somebody who wasn't trying to like be the worst manager or like owner in like baseball we'll see we'll see tampa's ownership <clears throat> is not is the like, same dude they're not bad it's just they don't have money like the city it. won't give them any money. yes the city will montreal give them any money it seems like montreal is really about to build a brand Bruh, new stadium. okay look never mind i'm gone we're gone we're not splitting this we're splitting the season one year and then we're moving to canada <laughs> that's it i i think they should just move to canada look dog they don't even like what just, just move to montreal or Toronto, if we can get Drake popping. Florida, well, there's, you forgot there's already a Toronto team. Look, dog, we got double up. Double up, run it back. <laughs> it's already the Blue Jays. We might have blue, uh, another, we can get another bird in there. And remember, they're in the same division, too. I mean, not that anything is wrong. We mm-hmm. have the sell, we have the Clippers and the and the, the, Lakers. And the Lakers in the same division, <laughs> in the same city. They can figure it out, man. Uh, but, yeah, it's just, I, I think... They can move that team. I think I'll eventually okay they just it. need to go to Montreal. Just Perfect. go to Montreal. If they're giving you the new stadium. Florida doesn't deserve there. nice things. Flor- Florida really doesn't deserve nice things. Uh, they, they do not watch baseball for a... Well, I don't know the demographics of Tampa. I don't. So I, But I was about to say for a state that has a lot of Latinos. And, and like Cubans and... And Puerto Ricans. Like Latinx. Yeah, it's like, a lot of Latins down there. So you would think that baseball would be popping. Mm. Now, Miami is a little different because of how ownership became and how they built that large stadium in, in Little Havana in an area that the residents didn't want the stadium there. So there's a lot of contention between the residents of Little Havana, and which is pretty much the large Cuban community in Miami. Tampa is just different. It's just... People just don't go. Mm. <laughs> and even the football team is having issues selling out sometimes. It's re- Surprisingly, it's the hockey team that's doing well in a warm It's because people like to get the air conditioner free AC? <laughs> what? So, so yeah, it's just, it's going to be, uh, I think they should just, they should just go to Canada. Let's do go it. Go to Montreal, create that rivalry with mm. Toronto and, and Montreal. Who's the best rap- rapper from Montreal? Oh. <laughs> The weekend, 
They already got old beef. They <laughs> already they could the just weekend. look, dog. Oh my god. Can we please get the weekend the Montreal uh expos back, please? That would be amazing. <laughs> he can be their super fan. I mean, we should really be asking the question, who's the better rapper? The weekend or Drake? No, we we don't even need to it's not like what do you mean? Like the weekend, honest. I don't want. I don't like to classify like certain people in just like the rap genre, and he's one of those people. Just because he kind of like, I don't want to say he birthed Drake, but he birthed like a side of Drake. Perfect. You know what I'm saying? That singing shit over those trap beats with the like dark undertones. Yeah, that's the weekend, and like drake does that sometimes from time to time you know what i'm talking about yeah he definitely kind of adopted that exactly you know that, for sure that ovox so you, know, <laughs> you already know <laughs> you already know he felt he like but it's the weekend though like it, he's different he's if different. we're talking about just strictly lyrics i know people are gonna say we're blasphemous I, but it's not drake is good drake makes a lot of hits drake makes the hits. weekend is different though like the weekend is like genre defining instead of like front running like kind of like i'm gonna make the i'm gonna get these hits off but you know it's I, different it's i know different. a lot of people are gonna be upset when we say that the weekend is a better rapper than drake than drake but drake makes really good songs but just go back to the few tracks that the weekend actually raps on bro. put on the trilogy just throw it on Perfect. Let it speak for itself. That's all you got to do. Now, of course, my wife is going to hate me because she loves Drake. I mean, that's cool. I like Drake too. I mean, I I mean, see, you're about to LeBron. Just see, (laughs) this is this. Why why do you do this, Jeremy? Why do you do this? See, this this is exactly what you say when you talk about LeBron. I mean, he's good. He's good, but like number four on the list. This is exactly what happened. I mean, Drake, I like him. I just don't like him as much as the Drake stands like him. That's true. And if you're not a Drake stand, then you're almost Drake like, hater. You're yeah. So I'm in like Drake this hater. no no man's land of I really like him, but <laughs> not as much. <laughs> I don't like him as much as the weekend. The weekend. Able testify. He's ridiculous. It's pretty pretty good. Pretty He's good. up there. So yeah, the, the weekend needs to try and bring Montreal. Um, I like it. Uh, we got to send him a letter. Now, should, if they go to Montreal, should they get the name back, the Expos? Unless they are willing to, like, I, no, yeah, no, Expo, they, no, Expos, it's iconic. Like, the colorway, like, the whole, like, their jersey, like, no. I don't know what the hell an Expo is. I'm about to Google. Like, I don't know what an Expo is. Uh, like, an exhibitionist? Is that what, that's what that is? Because that would be a little awesome. Yeah, that's literally what it is, oh. a large exhibition. Okay. And that's how they, uh, I mean. That is the, w- the worst, worst team name ever. The colors look cool, though. Like, why did they name it that? I Let me. I'm we should have looked at this before we started talking. Who would. Uh, this is the baseball segment, also, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> by the way. Uh, I'm trying to. Uh, the Expos. Um, we definitely talked about the weekend more than baseball. Oh, named after the Expo 67, the World Fair. Because they were given a World Fair in 67. In Montreal. In Montreal. So okay. then they. You know, when did the baseball team start? The the the, the baseball team became pro- a professional team in 1969. Okay, so two years after. Okay, I can get I get it now. 
Yes. It's still a trash name, but I get it. Yeah, it's iconic for the city. Yeah. It makes sense for the city. Absolutely. That's what it is. Now, yeah, I think they should go back to that. And that that uh that logo. It's very good. Yeah. They could just mug the weekend design a jersey also too. Like the Raptors let Drake get that OVO Raptors jersey off. Ah, yeah. Um, get the weekend in there. Yeah, man. I the Montreal definitely they they they, they deserve it. They definitely deserve it, and 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 Florida, like we said earlier, does not deserve no, nice yeah, trash place, trash place. <laughs> so, so yeah, I think it's time that they move on up. To, Florida man, the most scary thing that you could ever hear. Yeah, Flor- or Florida woman, man, in, in person, Florida person. <laughs> That's the worst thing you could hear. <laughs> News report for sure, for sure. Let's now get into some quick hitters. And if I could bring up the rundown that I had. Uh, oh, okay. Women's World Cup. Got a big match against France tomorrow on Friday. They squeaked out with the, uh, I mean, they, they they narrowly beat, narrowly defeated. I'm fumbling with my words right now. Narrowly defeated Spain 2-1 to one the other day. And so they're going to be facing France where France is the host team host country and they're probably the team that is more suited to defeat the united states so that's going to be a game that is going to be very interesting to watch matthew are you going to watch even a portion of this game uh it's still group play no nah, it's not group knockout, play knockout absolutely Perfect. i'm gonna try to yeah i'm gonna i'm gonna try and watch it some of it Tomorrow, also, Megan Rapino, veteran on the team. Okay. She said, if we win the World Cup, I'm not going, quote, to the effing White House. Yeah. No, F that place. And uh, now. They said the Raptors not coming either. Now, now your boy Donald Trump. Don't be rude. He, uh. Oh, my God. He, he, <laughs> he kind of had an interesting clap back. He's a weird bro, man. <laughs> <laughs> That's a strange dude. He had an interesting cop- clapback. He said, "Make sure you all win first oh before you start oh talking my. about." And then, <laughs> see, look—that's another thing that I dislike about athletes and like people who engage with Donald Trump. You know he's gonna see this, and you know he's gonna say something back. Don't let him say something like back like that back to you. Like, uh, like they honestly, just left the door open for him. Like, honestly. <laughs> We gotta win now. <laughs> no, like he cooked her up. Like, come on, we're we'll watching this game tomorrow now. Because if the United States does not win the World Cup, he's gonna say, "Well, y'all weren't invited because y'all ain't win." Like, you ain't gotta worry about coming to the White House because y'all didn't win. So that's my only thing. Only speak about these things once. <laughs> once you have won, you know. I look. You can't uh, be talking. This is the first knockout game. Second. Okay. All right. So you know. Okay. So it's still, progressing. Let me. Let me. I want to say this is the quarterfinals. I want to say. Let me bring up the World Cup bracket. Also, did you know that is the World Cup of cricket going on? Also, unfortunately. Why'd you say you? Cricket is a terrible game. Look, I was talking about how trash cricket is yesterday. Look, with multiple different people. Look, 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 look. I do not watch cricket often. I actually don't watch cricket at all. I probably I, know. I probably only watch about in a given year, an hour in a given year of cricket. So like 
a one hundredth of a game potentially. <laughs> Ooh, you disrespectful. <laughs> you disrespectful. So yeah, but don't don't be disrespecting my my country's sport. Yeah, no, your country's sport is F one racing, from what I've heard. True, true. Lewis Hamilton. <laughs> Just Lewis. the happiest person in the world, Lewis Hamilton. Oh my god! I want to get some stats about Lewis Hamilton. This is not this is not a quick hitter though. It, you know, it is part of quick hitter because <laughs> yeah, we're just jumping from sport to sport of all the things that we cannot get into and that we can't devote specific Greatest segments. F one racer of all time, Lewis Hamilton in the last six years has won fifty two point eight percent of all races. In the last six years, it's pretty. That's decent. That's that's Michael Jordan. I guess Michael Jordan won more games than that. But Michael Jordan dominated for six years. Oh, for sure. That's that's what I mean. That's good. That might be more dominant than Tiger Woods. I don't see. Like you just, you're just. I don't know. I need to. See what do you the, mean you don't know? I need to see the numbers. Tiger, okay, so look. How many right. people are in a We're race? Talking about a six year. I mean, it's about a good 30, 40 cars. No in a race. way. There's no way. Yes, it's like Formula 12. One. No, it's not 12. It's, it's like it's 7. Not, it's not Mario Kart. This, you know? it's, it's, no, yeah, that's, it's like 8 people. <laughs> no, it's like 30 of <sighs> That's too many cars. Dude. I'll ask my dad because he watches almost every Sunday. Yeah, of course he does. But, but back for y'all, Lewis Hamilton is a Grenadian. Yes, he's a Grenadian. His from the Spice Isles. Fa- his father's from Grenada, so he's Grenadian. Like, we, why are you so, like, hype? Aren't you, where, Jeremy, where are you? Aren't you from? You're like a... Uh... No, no, Grenada. No, don't 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 disrespect don't di- don't disrespect me up in here. Could have sworn I heard otherwise. Stop playing with my name. Don't 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 disrespect me up in here. Disrespecting my name. <laughs> <laughs> Remind me of that dude. <laughs> We're so off topic, but it reminds me of that dude. Remember that clip where the dude got slapped in the in the in, in the gas station, and he yelled out, "Don't disrespect me up in here!" Yeah. <laughs> and still proceeded to get slapped. I mean. <laughs> <laughs> okay, back to what we were really talking about. The greatest F1 racer of all time. <laughs> Lewis Hamilton. He's from Grenada, so we're claiming him. The Spice Isle. Then back to what then we're gonna reverse. Back to the World Cup of Cricket. It's going on. Trash. I don't know what's happening, but it's going on. I'm sure there's a game that's been going on for eight days. <laughs> and then I'm we're gonna go even further back to the World Cup of Soccer. There we go. The real World Cup. And go back to the brackets, because this is what I was trying to to, you uh, got sidetracked. To, yeah, I got definitely got sidetracked. So, yes, the quarterfinals. France plays U.S. tomorrow. Semifinals will be Tuesday, July 2nd and July 3rd. And then the finals is Sunday, July 7th. So, hopefully, Team USA gets there so we can actually shut uh, the mouth of Agent Orange. Don't be rude. So, yes. But, yeah, I mean, you got to yeah, we got to win now. Have to win. Because you cannot say what you said. Set them up for like... And then not win. <laughs> like, can't be talking about visiting the White House and you got three games left. <laughs> like, to That's play. like the, talking about visiting the White House in the first round of the NBA playoffs. <laughs> exactly. You can't do that. <laughs> exactly. You at least got to... Look, I hope they do it. I hope they do it. And then I hope they don't go to the White House. Do you know what sport is going to be introduced provisionally uh-huh. in the 2024 Olympics? Is this a sport? Well, this is an activity. <laughs> I, this is like an, like something. I don't know if this is a sport. Technically, anything's a sport once you're keeping a score. 
We need to think about okay, it. Okay, I don't like that. We need I don't like that anything score. can be a score. No. You're keeping score. Darts isn't a sport. Darts is a sport. Darts is not a sport. Darts is, uh, There's darts is no huge way. in Europe. No joke. Darts gets more like viewers and more people in attendance than a WNBA game. Perfect. Okay, Jerry. See, look, we we didn't even need to talk about that. I'm not saying anything that's not factual. Nobody goes to darts like that. Probably not in the United States. I need to see. I need to see a video of like an arena full of people watching. <laughs> Please somebody. just Google. I'm not gonna. I'm, we're not doing this. We're do you, there's no. Do way. you do you have uh, as one of your TV channels? Do you have um, the Ocho BN Sports? Oh, I'm BIN no Sports. I I assume it's called. I, I might look. They have all the international sports. They show like the beach soccer. They show ping pong. Ping pong. They show big, darts. Yeah. They show uh, handball. One night when I couldn't go to sleep, I watched handball for an hour, and the crowd, I'm not exaggerating, there were 15,000 people in the crowd. Were they uh, cheering? Yes. Oh my gosh. Both men, the men's side and the women's side. Oh. Volleyball is huge in Europe. Like, they actually have volleyball leagues in Europe. Come on, Google a photo, man. What? Google darts. Darts. In the, in, in the darts, just put darts darts um, in Europe I don't know but <laughs> yeah you see I wish see, this is why we need this is care. not this, this is, is a real thing <laughs> this is why we this need is ridiculous this, this is, is ridiculous this is way more way more than a double NBA uh, WNBA game I told you there's a darts open like this <laughs> I told you attendance is wild I wasn't just saying that to be controversial like I, I'm being real. Like darts is huge. This is just the Netherlands too. Oh my god! <laughs> I'm trying to tell you. But back to what we we're really talking about. Break dancing is now an Olympic sport for there at least go. the 2024 Olympic activity. Olympic Games. Are you going to be watching this when it comes out in 2024? Uh, I think so. At least the first, like... Yeah, I'm, I'm definitely going to watch to see, like, yo, how's this go down? Now, who do you think... Which country do you think is going to end up being the first goal? goal For a breakdown? Yes. Japan. You see, I was just about to say that, too. <laughs> Japan or Korea? Yeah, I, don't, I hate to say it, even though the U.S... <laughs> Well, did the U.S. start breakdancing? I'm going to assume That's so. something we may not know. I don't know. Who invented breakdancing? <laughs> I mean, we we kind of credit it to... I'm going to say the U.S. did because it did start from hip-hop. Breakdancing did start from hip-hop in the late 70s, early 80s. So I am going to say it's an American. It's a black invention. Power to the black people. But yeah, I don't think we're going to do that well. B-Boys yeah. from 19, the early 1970s by African-American and Latino in, inner-city youth in South Bronx, New York. Perfect. A.K.A. Black. <laughs> uh, yeah, There's so, no way we're going to win. <laughs> no way. Not anymore. No. Oh, no. Not. We needed to do this in the 70s. <laughs> yes. When we had an unfair advantage. <laughs> so, yeah, that is going to be an Olympic sport in 2024. Koreans have definitely surpassed us in breakdancing, I think. The College World Series wrapped up yesterday or last night. Vanderbilt won the series 2 1 over Michigan. Vanderbilt. The only reason why I know about them is because they got this this uh this this black guy that's a pitcher who's really good. Um, 
I follow him on Twitter, but I can't remember his name. You send him any DMs? Ask him to be on the show? I should. I sh- he's probably available. That's more available than an actual Major League Baseball player. Hit him up and be like, yo, send you the Supreme tea if you like. Come on. <laughs> Tyreek Hill met with NFL officials yesterday. What happened? Well, nothing's I need to know come my out of team. it yet. Nothing's coming out of it yet. So it's we will have to a, find. Is that a good or bad sign? We we, we, we I feel like it's a good sign. I, what, what do you think is going to end up being the outcome? Four game suspension. Four game suspension. Yeah. He needs to be suspended for. He already had the incident in college, and yes, the NFL shouldn't take shouldn't use college as a way of punishing you shouldn't be able to get fined or suspended for college stuff but yes. it should be taken into consideration for future for sure exactly <laughs> and exactly that's how i feel you shouldn't be able to get fined from the nfl like for sure like that's crazy but and the fact that a situation has arised again with domestic <laughs> violence and it wasn't just him it is also his wife that was you know who was investigated for his son's broken arm something should go down and yes me being a salty dallas cowboys fan you hope he if, gets cut if nah, 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 <laughs> if, if, i hope he gets cut and comes to the cowboys that's yes. what i'm saying <laughs> you want you want a new iris you want a new weapon uh, but we saw what happened with ezekiel elliott yeah. literally zero evidence but because of an accusation he was suspended for six games, which killed our season. Destroyed it. It, it. it killed our season. We ended up going nine and seven with with Ezekiel missing six games. You telling me if we win and we I think we ended up going three and three on that stretch, we go four and two with him. We're in the playoffs. <laughs> and then you never know what could happen. But nine and seven now we're now now we're out of the playoffs. So yeah, I mean I think at some point Something needs to be come down. Needs to come down soon. So at least not just the team knows what's going to happen, but for selfish reasons, our fantasy football needs to know. So we know where to draft him or if we should even draft Tyreek Hill. And the big three opened up this week. Uh Katino Mobley was out here cooking, I thought. Yes, he was. I want to give a shout out to uh, my sister-in-law, Christina. Shout out to Christina. She was actually interested in possibly watching a... Big three basketball game. There's no way. No, she she brought it up to me. That be that might be cool. So we, we half court basketball. I mean, so I mean, I gotta look to see are they even coming to DC? They haven't I'm, come I'm, to DC yet. I mean, they might they be come, due. But if they come to DC, I am gonna have to try and go and, and see this. Uh, the big three has a lot. It's very popular. Is Gilbert Arenas in there yet? Right. I think he's in this one. Yes. Has no business being. Oh yeah, you know he has that See, thing on this him. Is, this is why we need the wet. We, we we just need to set our studio up. So we, we need like somebody to throw some like videos, some visuals with this a little bit sometimes. <laughs> because Matthew's face earlier when he Man. saw the darts. It's so many. Like, please Google. Like, if you don't believe me, just Google. It's called what is this called? What was the exact Google search? I'm about so to I tell you. See. I googled Darts Arena UK, but the thing is the. Unibet Premier League Darts Competition PDC. Like, mm. look that up. Yeah, 
I'm, I'm looking at it. It's ridiculous looking. And you thought I was exaggerating. I thought when you. I, I thought I was. I was 100 percent sure I, you were lying when I said there are more. 100 percent sure you were lying. I don't understand why there are that many people at the darts game. They got jerseys. My man has a mohawk. They have, this is amazing. <laughs> this is amazing. Anything is possible. I feel like Kevin Garnett right now. <laughs> so that segue to something that I did not have planned. And when we spoke about the big three just now, how well the attendance is, and how well the attendance is with these darts leagues apparently in, in, in Europe. What is the issue with the WNBA? Like, just give the flat out, like, what, what's the issue? It's not with cool. And why is it not cool? I don't know. Like, oh, hold it's on. just... Are you, before, you, before I let you... Are you saying it's not cool? Are you saying it's not cool to the general public? Both. Oh, okay. Both. I mean, I just didn't know where you stood on that. Yeah, I don't think it's like... that's. I, I think that's one of the things... Like, the NBA is fucking cool. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? That's just all it is to it. They have cool shoes. They have, like, cool everything. Like, the music's cool. It's fun atmosphere. I haven't been to too many... I've only been to two WNBA games. I've been to a lot. And it's just... I don't know. You don't... I don't know if it's if it's because of the less people or the less excitement or just like for whatever reason like it just is I don't know it's just way less cool like they don't get the commercials that the NBA players get they don't get like any of the coolness that normally goes along with the professional sports league it's kind of weird that's the you know that's one one of the bigger things with them I think yeah um Let's be real. They are they are some men who are sexist that are just yeah. not going to watch it. And then the men who are not sexist, there's a group of them who just say, "Look, it just isn't as exciting as the NBA." They don't have as many like the players have gripped me since like the invention of the WNBA. It's it's been like a handful. You know what I'm saying? It's been like Cheryl Miller. Uh, not Cheryl Miller, not Cheryl. Cheryl, Cheryl Swoops. Swoops. Cheryl Swoops. Lisa Leslie. Cynthia. Um. Uh, Cynthia Cooper. Cynthia Cooper. Tina, uh, Thomas. Teresa Witherspoon. Yeah, her. It Tina was, Thompson. Yeah. Um. Like Shamika Holesclaw. It's not. It hasn't been too many, and this is over like a long like time period. You know what I'm the saying? The thing is, I also named. Well, you, you were saying the yeah, same yeah, thing. Yeah. We, we just named players from the '90s. Women from the nineties was uh, Brittany Griner. Um, what's she plays for the Sparks? She's super ridiculous. Sheldon Williams' wife. Oh, Candace Parker. Candace Parker. It's a few like household names, but like most of those players that Jeremy said, like they're from the nineties. Like Brittany Griner and Candace Parker, I believe, are still in the league, but they've Candace Parker. I think took at least a year off to one year to recover from injury and then one year to have a baby. Uh-huh. So it's just like different. You know what I'm saying? Like she was a household name. Both of them were. But like it kind of seems like when they get to the WNBA, like the, the information that you get about them kind of dies. And mm-hmm. like their household, like just because the college women's game is much bigger than the WNBA. It is. Much, much bigger. But uh, it, it, I made me think about something earlier today. Is the university, and uh, hear me out on this, is the University of Connecticut and their dominance in college basketball hurting the, hurting the WNBA? And and maybe maybe not just UConn, is it 
even like Tennessee, Notre Dame, like the, those those powerhouse schools, Maryland. Yeah, because we're always yeah, naming just the players same from the, five schools that like dominate college women's college basketball. So we only know players from, from those, those schools. I think that that helps a lot, just because like off break, like you see, I've seen way more college women's basketball games than I have WNBA games, and they've been more entertaining, whether it be the college atmosphere or like the players involved. But like, it's something about the WNBA, whether it's like the marketing or whatever, when players get there. All the cool stuff that you get to see or know about them kind of stops or slows down a lot just for whatever reason. Like they don't do a really good show like showing off. They don't do a good job showing off the coolness of their league. Mm -hmm. Like I don't know if that's because of lack of coolness or just what. They don't do a good job with that. They don't make it fun and entertaining. Now one big thing is money. For sure. Like if you had a bigger budget. Yeah I'm sure you could make it funner and cooler. Yeah I think that's one of the big things. It's just money. They cannot, you know, generate the talent that they need to showcase the rest of the league. And that comes down to entertainment, even comes down to marketing. Yeah. Because uh, uh, it's not players and talent. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's not the thing that's, like, hurting the WNBA, I don't think. Because. I mean, they can play. They that's can play what I, basketball. That's <laughs> what I'm saying. It's not the, it's not what is on the court. You know what I'm saying? Like. It's got it's it's other things with that, you know what I'm saying? And 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 the reason that uh, that came up is because I was also listening to OSS 980, and then uh, they also posted something that Elizabeth Cambridge, who is a, a very good, you could probably say a say a star WNBA player, she tweeted the other day how NBA referees make more money than most WNBA players or all of all NBA players, WNBA players. And she also mentioned how like the 12th man on the NBA team is going to make far more than most of the WNBA teams probably make put together. Yes, probably. (laughs) Um, And her statement is true. Yeah. They make a lot at the same time. The NBA makes billions of billions of dollars. And this is my issue with, I have multiple issues with what, why they keep on trying to compare themselves to the NBA. You, you, you can't compare yourself to the NBA. The NBA has been out for almost That's seventy what I'm years. Saying. Like we remember, I remember that like when the WNBA wasn't a thing, and I remember when it became a thing. Yeah. Like that's not that long ago. Also, not that long ago, the NBA was on tape delay. Like in our lifetime, yeah. <laughs> like actually, right before we were born, actually, w- NBA Finals games you could not watch them live. They didn't, didn't exist. Like you had to watch them at eleven o'clock at night to figure out who won early in the day. This is the NBA. WNBA is about twenty years old. When you look at the data, it is better financially than the NBA was at twenty. So at least there's some hope. They're in the right direction. They're in the right direction. Now my issue comes where the WNBA players agreed to a terrible CBA. The CBA, just quickly, WNBA players only could get 20% of all WNBA revenue. Compared to the NBA's Mm -hmm. 50%. Now... Over double. Now, people are going to say, well, that's not fair. Well... It isn't fair if they were run by the same company. Yeah. 
the WNBA is no longer run by the NBA. The NBA sold each team of the WNBA. And yes, for example, Ted Leonsis owns the the Mystics because he was given first dibs of owning that team because the team was in Washington. The owners that decided not to own the WNBA team were then, those teams were sold to another owner. The NBA, WNBA, when I looked as of 2017, only made 50 million. Isn't that crazy? 50 million. Like, that's how much the league made in revenues. There's 12 teams. You know, so, so I understand that. Now, I agree. The women should be able to voice their frustrations. Might have some breaking news for you. It's a little, it, it almost has nothing to do with anything, but it's a little bit WNBA related. Okay. Like Kara Lawson. Is it? Reports from Boston Celtics. They have hired former WNBA all-star current Wizards broadcaster, Kara Lawson as an assistant coach. Wow. I did like Kara Lawson on the TV. She was good. She yeah. was really, even, really good. Even though Phil Chenier oh is, a, is a... Yeah. Even though Phil Chenier is like a local legend. He's a legend. You know. The Phil and Stu combo is Ka- unstoppable. Kara was really good. Yeah. Really good. I'm happy for her. That's a good thing. That's good. We the, talking about Kara Lawson. That was one of the players mm-hmm. back in the day when, mm-hmm. when she played. That, That's what I'm saying. That had the WNBA. Very interesting. I yes, Elena Deladon is really good. Very good. Brittany Griner is good. Very bangs on people on occasion. Diana Tarazi is Hooping. good. What's the lady that got hurt? The uh, uh Brianna like, Stewart. There we go. <laughs> there we go. I think a big issue though, the NBA. We know even bench. Oh, players. see, that's what that's what, that's what I'm saying. Like I knew that there's a very good MVP candidate female basketball player that just got hurt had surgery and maybe had a baby i have no idea what her name is you know what i'm saying like they don't do the best job marketing their star players the only reason i know who della donna is is because she's here yeah now look i i i i we can have two two multiple things can be right at the same time there's yeah. never like oh no, this side it's is not right a one, one thing that's wrong with like yeah. why the WNBA is not like as successful as it like wants to be i think but i think they're maybe they're kind of on the right track i i believe the women of the WNBA should be able to you know voice their frustrations at the same time i think they should when that CBA ends soon. Oh, be prepared for a lockout. Yeah, and like really sit out a year. Yeah. And say, hey. I also wish they would stop like she- taking shots at my man and Harrison Barnes. And see, that's the thing. And in a sport. <laughs> he catches a lot of strays. And I don't like it because in a sport where it is really dominated by black men. Because look, think about it, the players really have the power in the NBA. Yeah, the NFL players mm-hmm. have no power. It is dominated by black players on the field, but it's not. It's not dominated like on the business side, and I feel like the NBA takes a lot of shots from like everyone. Everyone hates on the NBA. NFL players hate on the NBA. The media hates on how much money NBA players make. Now we're having WNBA players who hate on how much money 
that NBA players get. And I just find it really interesting that this is the sport that black men really are in control of. Like, of their own destiny, everything. It's like 85% of the league or something like that. <laughs> yeah, and these owners in the NBA... They're not called owners anymore. Oh, yes, you're right. I, I know. We, we'll talk about it in our That's great. I don't know what they're called, minute. though, actually. We'll talk about it in our last-minute segment. But, yeah. yeah. That's why people hate them, because the, the NBA does progressive things like that. <laughs> and then they're all like, dang, we should have done that. And, and shout-out to my man, Yannick. I, look, we spoke about it on... OSS 980 and I'll read verbatim what I said and then what Yannick said and I'll respond to what Yannick says later and hopefully Yannick listens to this podcast so hey, shout can, out to you Yannick yeah 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 Yannick's been on here a couple times already I, I pretty much said look WNBA players agreed to a, te- a terrible CBA and then they're complaining about what they're getting paid they should they sound like NFL players and what do we say about NFL players we tell them to fight for what they want during CBA negotiations that's what the WNBA needs to do. The constant comparison between the NBA and WNBA is getting very annoying because the logic behind it is very false. When it's brought up, though, you're called a misogynist when you state that, right? Yeah. <laughs> For even bringing it, I was like, no, it's just a fact that if you don't generate the money, you don't get money. And at the end of the day, if there's no money to get. I don't see how you you're going to get as much money as NBA players should they get more yes they should get more and that comes down to the CBA and where we're just talking in circles now if you don't if you agree to a terrible CBA they're gonna make you be in that terrible CBA yes like they're not like people aren't gonna out of the goodness of their hearts just be like all right man that's a business they're not trying to they don't care they don't care that you make less money (laughs) so so yeah that's my thing now Yannick he did have a rebuttal uh, he said, uh, what you're saying about the WNBA now is what folks said about the NBA in the 70s. Yeah. And that's very true. And maybe even earlier this decade. They're probably trying to get them to lower their rims, too. <laughs> he said, this is what Kurt Flood blackballed from the... This is what got Kurt Flood blackballed from Major League Baseball. I will go do research on Kurt Flood because I do not know who that is. Mm-hmm. So I will go. He said, let these ladies fight for every dime that they've that they're worth. It would only make the sport of basketball, not just WNBA, better. Yeah. Yes, I do not have a problem with them fighting for it. But you got to fight for it with, during the CBA. Like, just saying, we want more money. <laughs> like That's like, you know, saying we want more sunshine in the winter. <laughs> like, like it's, it's just not going to happen. Like, you got to agree to it. And like I said, no one complains when we tell NFL players, oh, y'all want guaranteed contracts? You got to hold out. Y'all hold out. 2021's coming. Same thing with WNBA players. I think it's 2021 also, I think, with the WNBA or 2020. I can't remember. You just gotta you gotta hold out. Like you gotta be ready to not play. And you know, someone also said how WNBA players how they make so much more money overseas. And I'm like, yes, because overseas the games are actually packed. Like basketball is a sport. Basketball is the second best sport in the world. Is that a true statement? Do you think that's a true statement? You said second best. Yes, behind I'm- soccer. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's yeah. Yeah. That's fair. Just because everybody. Yeah, basketball and baseball, as far as like world sports go, I guess because 
no one plays football outside of America. Yeah, so in other sports, I mean, in other countries, these sports are, like, these sports are loved. And also, here's another thing. Because it's such an American sport, like, other countries actually love to, like, look at Asia. Almost every country in Asia, the second most popular sport is basketball. And actually, in China, it is basketball, the most popular sport. You know, so in those areas, and then they're they're also getting people who are not from, not from that country, like they're from the U.S. Like for example, uh, Brian uh, Bridgeforth from WAU, when he went to, I think it was Sweden, somewhere in the Netherlands, right? I think it was Sweden. Might be. That's uh, he was loved. That's what's my man. This ridiculous, right? Yeah, that plays like uh, Anthony Davis. It's so weird that like, yeah, no, yeah. Look, yeah. Did you see how many people were in at his? It was, was, they were there's and, people there. Yeah, and all the fans he has, like that's because there's an interest here where we have so many different options. Mm-hmm. You got to be like the best. Oh, you got to be Kobe Bryant. You got to be LeBron James. I mean, look at look at the look at the Alliance of American Football. Yeah. Didn't even survive a season. No, it's still it's football, a, right? It's a testament that the WNBA has lived for twenty years. <laughs> it's still football, right? Absolutely. And what is the most popular sport in this country? Football. And we couldn't even get a whole season of another I wa- league. I wouldn't watch that game. I like. I don't know. Like they. Thank you, and that's that's all I'm trying to say. You got to get. Look, the product has to get better for the casual fan to watch it. That's what I'm saying, and as if you. That's what you want if you want your like league to be successful. I think you got to have casual fans. A lot of them. Yes. They buy and jerseys what, and hats. That's that's what drives the NBA and NFL. They have the hardcore fan and an equally large. Let me tell you, fan. it also is not a thing in the the WNBA that they took away fantasy sports. Like fantasy sports drives so much fandom. Perfect. Like I'm glad you brought that up. It, it, uh, my you you I don't know if you remember my buddy Cal. He used to play uh fantasy WNBA with his like girlfriend and their like family and stuff. Mm-hmm. And he was like, "Yeah, when they took it away, we had to do it by hand." And I was like, "Oh, dude, look, like that's just too much." Yeah, yeah, I'm not in. I'm no, 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 I'm not doing that. I'm not doing that. But like, it used to be a thing. Like, how do you get rid of fantasy sports? It's just running a computer program. Like, it's not like you got to have, like, some extra setup to do it. It's just the numbers that are already there. But, I don't know. They, WNBA, they, they got to, I think they're doing the best they can right now. And they're trying to do better because they see that they can do better. They want to be great. Yeah, yeah. It's going to be, this, this, this topic could go on for a long time. We actually have gone on for a long time on this topic. But, yeah, it is, look, I, I, look. There's multiple sides. I I believe the women of the WNBA have a point that, yes, they are underpaid. At the same time, you agreed to being underpaid. So I don't like this complaining and then comparing between sports and other jobs and things like that. That's, that's not cool. And then you're causing this divide among people. And then when you're when you bring up the facts, it's almost like, oh, you're being misogynist. No, I'm not. I'm just telling you, like, this is the facts coming from someone who actually watches the WNBA, like kind of, you know, semi frequently. 
you know, another thing is is the time of the year it's on. It's in the summer. People don't watch TV in the summer. Yeah, so. Yeah. <laughs> and then that's another thing. If you put it in the fall, are people going to watch it? Because there's college football now. There's NFL. In some states, there's even high school football that's bigger than than that. So yeah, it's it's going to be an ongoing dis- discussion. Um, real quick before I, before we get from this segment, my, one of my boys, Gerard, on my other podcast, DMV Dispute. That's why I call myself the Quavo of Podcast. Perfect. Because I will jump on, jump on any podcast, uh, you know, that I'm invited on. Uh, Gerard actually had a good, he had a good, like, scenario that might be able to help the WNBA. He was like, why don't we just put all WNBA games onto the, on the weekend and put them in one city like the big three? And then okay. just move them around. And then you still, like, move them around for, like tournaments or like or showcases but then you still have your regular season games some of your regular season games you know within your you know within a regular nba or wnba schedule where you go you know like the mystics are going to play the sun here in washington and then Mm -hmm. they'll play them in connecticut and things like that what do you think about that it's not a bad idea to get more fans, look, I'm all for getting more fans, and that sounds like a be- like a very a good way. I mean, like we said, the the, <laughs> the big three is selling out arenas. I mean, you remember when the lockout happened and KD and then we're going oh, on that NBA tour? Yes, it's like you know when, something like when we that. saw them at uh, Gallaudet and Morgan State. Yep. <laughs> like, it was amazing. <laughs> that was, it was amazing. a very good time. LeBron James was literally. And KD and like James Harden, DeRozan was there. Yeah. It was a lot of NBA. literally ten feet away from us. Oh, they're playing basketball. Yeah, it was it was ridiculous. And yeah, I, I, so Gerard made that point. He was like, "Yo, they could do something like he was that." He's like, "Introduce in season tournaments and mm-hmm. have, or showcases and have them rotating from different cities." And if you did a showcase, you could make it like fun. You know what I'm saying? Like you can make it super like. I don't know. They, 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 something like that. that's a great idea. Great idea. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I hope they don't hear. Look, if WNBA, if you hear this and use any ideas, you better send a check. Perfect. Send it to the Sports Reality yeah. Network. Make sure you do that. We got a P.O. box. Hit us in the DMs. <laughs> if not, we got a lawyer already waiting for <laughs> Steal some ideas. Look, man, I'd be so upset if WNBA heard this stole I did it. Yeah, that, if they if they steal that idea of ours, I'll be very unfortunate. And yeah, we'll we'll have our attorney Clay Turner handle all of that stuff for mm-hmm. us. I know we spent a lot of time on a segment that's called Quick Hitters, but it was quite interesting. So that's why we decent. kept we kept on going with it. Uh, we are going to now into our champion chump of the week. Every week we celebrate those who do well and we criticize those who do not. Starting with you, Matthew, who is your champ of the week? Uh, my champ of the week is NBA fans and the Clippers owner Steve Ballmer. Baby, want a champ? Yep, that's his name, Steve Ballmer. <laughs> so like the um one of the starters of uh, one of the um creators of Windows. Hey, shout out Microsoft. Shout out to that guy, dog, for sure. But like Lou Williams was just he had really good like praise about like the I I don't know what we're calling him now, but the former like current owner of the Clippers but they're not using the term owners anymore 
but like he was just saying how like once a month that Steve would meet with all the players and ask them what they needed as like as players and as like an organization to just get better. Mm-hmm. And that's just like such a big change from the former uh <laughs> Clippers owner. <laughs> <laughs> that dude couldn't stand literally no. couldn't stand uh no. any negroes on that team did not like it <laughs> was not a fan of <laughs> Donald uh, sterling my goodness but yeah it was it's just it's cool that like you know you did the clippers got an owner like that after have the years of having such a trash owner and then it's nba free agency so nba fans out here for sunday get your vegan shakes ready my champ of the week goes to the Vanderbilt baseball team. Baby, want to chill. Played pretty well in the College World Series. And this is their second title, and I think in like five years. Also, another reason why I'm giving them the champ of the week is because I honestly cannot remember who else did well this week. So, <laughs> they're my champ of the week. Who is your champ of the week? So, I cannot remember if we got into it fully last week. Uh-huh. But it's Danny Ainge and the Celtics. Like I'm pretty sure I gave it to them last week. But it's they're they're not going to be able to keep Al uh, Horford. It looks like uh-huh. their team is literally just imploded in front of Al Danny Ainge's eyes. Like losing Al Horford and Kyrie Irving in the same offseason and not getting Anthony Davis ever or doing anything with any of those picks. Uh-huh. Whew, that's bad. That's really really bad. Now. Remember last week I told you I have read I have receipts of what I tweeted. What'd you tweet? Several months ago. What'd you tweet several months ago? About how, you know He's a hoarder. He's a hoarder of these draft picks. Yeah. And at the end of the he day He definitely is. At the end of the day, you're gonna end up with just Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown. Like the show for it. That's that's sad. And I was called absurd. I was told that I don't know anything. I was told that you know, trading away Garnett and Pierce was, you know, all that was meant to be. No, it wasn't all that was meant to be. You're meant to start another empire, another dynasty. And at the end of the day, you're about to have Kyrie Irving just, or Kyrie Irving is walking away. Mm-hmm. Al Horford is walking away now. Mm-hmm. And you're holding. Tarot probably going to be gone. And you're holding all these draft picks. So shout out to Josh Brown, who tried to say that I don't know what I'm talking about. I know what I'm talking about. And not only do I know what I'm talking about, you know, I, I really don't rely on the media to justify my ideas. But what did all of the media personalities, the hot take machine shows like First Take and Undisputed and First Things First and, and High Noon and the list could go on and on and on around the horn PTI do I need to continue naming shows Matthew I think I, think I, think I named quite a bit already right what, what was one of the topics that they spoke about on multiple days uh, the Celtics being trash organization and holding all these draft picks Order. yeah but I said it several months ago we actually I tweeted it several months ago but we spoke about it several months ago also I mean, so I gotta give credit to you too I, would, I agree you know they, but, you, but yeah they, 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 they might have fumbled it definitely fumbled the bag they definitely fumbled the bag alright my chump of the week goes to the New York Mets cause you're a chump so you have this big blow up with this reporter 
you say how you're gonna quote f him up bro bro that's the serious part <laughs> so because he is questioning your your decision making and then you go on to lose every game since i want to say they're playing the phillies right now and they i assume they're losing at this point <laughs> so so they haven't won a game yet since this happened the new york mets are the chump of the week because you're a chump all right, so we're not going to get into our sports-free zone just because we have been rapping for a very long time. Uh, we try not to have these long, long podcasts, but it was a very interesting discussion that we had, and we felt that we should still keep it in here. I hope you all enjoy it, but we will not talk about the sports-free segment, but we will get right now into our Reddit topic of the week. We come on to Reddit, we find an interesting topic or discussion or article, and we bring it here to the table for you all. Matthew, yours is really good. It's pretty, I, I hope it's going to be pretty good. It is seems about, like it's going to be fun. It's, it is about NBA free agency. Let's start with you. Go ahead, Matthew. Uh, so mine is from, what's my guy's name? Nato Perrin? No clue. But it's uh, mocking the draft 2019 free agency. How much money is out there? That's the title. And uh, okay, so there are about 200 players entering free agency in the 2019 free agency. But there are only 13 to 15 teams that actually have cap space. Okay. The teams are Atlanta, Boston, Brooklyn, Chicago, Dallas, Indiana. Clippers, Lakers, Bucks, Pelicans, Knicks, Phoenix, and Kings. All like differing like differing amounts, you know what I'm saying? The The New York Knicks have 70 and a half million dollars in cap space and the Brooklyn Nets have 68.7 million dollars in cap space. So they definitely have the most, but the Clippers have 50, Boston has 34, like and the Kings have 62 million dollars. So okay. it's a few teams that have a decent amount of cap space. And so the, the 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 poster goes down to break down the players that are free agents into different their different situations. Kevin Durant, Kawhi Leonard, Kyrie Irving, Clay Thompson, Kimba, Jimmy, Tobias Harris, and Kevin Middleton are all people that he have that he has under the max contracts like probably situation for what they're gonna get. Uh-huh. He thinks Kevin Durant goes to Brooklyn, Kawhi stays, Kyrie goes to Brooklyn. Clay stays. Kimba goes to the Celtics. Right now, he has Jimmy Butler staying with the 76ers, Tobias Harris going to the Pacers, and Chris Middleton staying with the Bucks. Okay. Decent. Nothing too crazy. And then after that, he has kind of like a the new projected like cap space for everybody, like broken down. And then just the next group of players, like the $24 million, the $20 million a year players, Al Harford, Vulcic, Nikola Vulcic, Harrison Barnes, D'Angelo Russell, like Ma- Malcolm Brogdon. Then he has those players going. Like, he thinks Al Horford could go to Dallas. Thinks D'Angelo Russell could go to the Knicks, which would make me so sad. I would cry if D'Angelo Russell was in Knicks. New York, but not oh with the Nets. Oh, my God. He thinks Brogdon <laughs> could go to the Bulls just because, like, I'm sure they did not expect when they drafted him that they were going to have to pay him $20 million a season. Yeah. <laughs> uh, they think Harrison Barnes could stay with the Kings, and they think Vulcic could stay with uh, the Magic. Okay. Third tier players. Bodan Bogdanovich, Brooke Lopez, Danny Green, Patrick Beverly, and Nikola Miritic. These are all players that probably want between 14 and $19 million a year. Okay. 
and there's like at this point the kings still have like they have so much cap space left it's ridiculous like they're just missing on all these free agents and i don't know this dude has like kind of like a He thinks a lot of the good players are going they're staying in big market teams. Okay. Pretty much. And I just don't know, like, I don't that's traditionally how it's been, but like the Bucks could like lure somebody there. Or like the 76ers are kind of a big market team, but it's not like the Knicks or LA, I guess. But 76ers looking like they're gonna be a prime like free agent destination potentially if they lose Tobias Harris and Jimmy Butler. Or get Al Horford. I just don't know. It's just so much going on with like free agency. Like the hundred. There's a hundred. There's so many players. Like the veteran like players that are in like this year's free agency. Like Rudy Gay. uh, Jonas Valanciunas. Julius Randle. Derrick Rose. Seth Curry. Darren Collison. Ricky Rubio. All these. It's it's so much. This, this, This article is way too big. Wow. But it's just so, like, I don't know. He thinks that the Lakers are going to be, especially with this last Wizards part of their trade, that they're going to be in, like, you know, they should have enough money to get somebody good and enough, like, two bench players. You know what I'm saying? So, this dude seems to be a little bit optimistic that the Lakers are going to be able to do something good this offseason. I'm still worried. Yeah. It's a lot of free. Oh, my gosh. It's endless free agent. I want Reggie Bullock though. I need that to happen. Yeah, that ugh. NBA free agency is gonna be really, really Sunday. Really interesting to see how things see how things play out. So yeah, stay tuned to Sunday at 6 p.m. when all of this drama starts. Alright. So my Reddit topic of the week came from an article from the U uh from ESPN that was written by Bruce Schoenfill. And uh, he did a fr- an exclusive on Freddie Adu. Quote, the title is Freddie Adu exclusive. I'm not ready to give it up. Freddie Adu was the youngest player in American sports history to make a professional team. He was signed by the DC United at the age of 14. Ooh. Didn't last long with DC United. And then he bounce from league to league even playing on like b and c list leagues are bouncing around the country and it made me think of young phenoms that actually didn't make it there's (laughs) there's definitely some and there are a or didn't pan out the way things were supposed to go so they either made it to the pros but didn't last long or something happened where they ended up not being the star that they were promised to end up being so freddie adu is one of them you want me to go through some others that i know off the top of my head uh yeah danny almonte do you remember danny almonte i do not he was the young man who was on the little league team that was from the bronx in the early 2000s the only problem was he was like 16 instead of instead of 12 <laughs> so, oh yeah oh, 14 he was a pitcher right yes he was killing so he had like a 95 mile an hour <laughs> <laughs> he was killing uh you know he was killing and then didn't make it like he was 14 
when he played. And then, you know, he played high school ball, but he just never panned out to... Never panned out to what everyone thought he was going to end up being at that time. Here's another player for you. Marcus Dupree. Mm-mm. You don't know Marcus Dupree? No, I think I've heard, I've heard this name before. Marcus Dupree was the best high school football player in I think the early 80s. He ended up he was a running back, ended up going to Oklahoma. He had like a very good year, but then he had some issues at Oklahoma with with uh then head coach Barry Switzer and how they were handling him. And so he ended up transferring to Southern Mississippi. Uh, but really, he wanted to go to the NFL, and the NFL at the time said you couldn't come until your third year, like how it is now. And he ended up suing, I think. I think he ended up suing the NFL. Didn't win. But he decided to go play in the USFL. And in his first season, he was balling, balling. Then he had a serious knee injury. Mm-hmm never was the same he did eventually make it to the nfl and he did have a game where he rushed over like 100 yards and a couple touchdowns for the los angeles rams but that was late in his career and it was all done but marcus dupree was probably the best like high school football player that like anyone has ever seen here's another or do you have someone right now off the top of your head that you could think of that oj mayo Oh, that's exactly who I was about to say. OJ Mayo, yeah. That was Orange one. Juice Mayonnaise. OJ Mayo, yeah. He got to the NBA and it was just like he was just cool with just being in, in the NBA. Now OJ Mayo in NBA 2K <laughs> 10. Unstoppable. Oh, he was nasty. I think it was 2K 10 or 11. He was nasty on there. Here's another one. Dewan Wagner. He scored 100 points in the game. In high school. Twice. That's very, man. Dwan and then he Wagner. went to Memphis, had a good freshman year. He was one of the first, like, but he Memphis got, players like that. Yeah, he got bad advice to go into the draft right away. And then got drafted into a bad situation. He was playing. And then he had an injury. That just made it worse. Once he had the injury, he was never the same. Can you think of anyone else? Mm, I'm trying to think. And while you're thinking, I do have one. And this one, it I wouldn't say he's a flop. He wasn't a bust because he actually did have a decent NBA career. But then he had a serious knee injury that ended the NBA career. And they actually had a documentary not too long ago on ESPN, part of the 30 for 30, Felipe Lopez. True. He was one of the best high school basketball mm-hmm. players. He then went to St. John's and he, he had a good rookie, a good freshman year. It was the sophomore year and the junior year was where he really had a it went downhill. But then he got a good head coach in Fran Fraschilla. And he was there his senior year with Ron Artest. And they made it to the tournament and they did some damage. And then he went to the NBA. And actually had a very good year. Remember he was playing with the Minnesota Timberwolves during that year when like I think Latrell Sprewell and all of them like they were really good. Then he had a bad knee injury in preseason. Uh, Another reason why people hate um, Paul Pierce because Paul Pierce stepped on his foot while he was trying to like move 
towards ACL, it was over. Uh, so yeah, another reason why people hate Paul Pierce. Hey, I'm, I believe it. <laughs> but yeah, Felipe Lopez was one of them that just didn't make it as far as he should have. Can you think of anyone else before we roll out of here? Um, no, no. nobody in high school. It was like that I can like think of off the top that was supposed to, be or there. even like college, and then they just really didn't make it. Mm. It didn't have to necessarily be high school. Was nasty in college. Here's one, and it's a tennis player, Jennifer Capriati. True. She came in with all the hype. Oh, Anna Kornikova came in with all the hype and didn't win squat. She's a model though. Somehow she's still making money off of like yeah. (laughs) Um, And now that I say that, man, what was the? And this is my last one. The golfer, the um, I think she's Korean American. She ah man. I'm about to look it up. Korean American golfer. Man, uh, she had all the hype, but then she just. Uh, Michelle Wee. Yeah. Yeah, dog. Michelle Wee was not. She, she got to the LPGA and just really didn't do much. I mean, everyone talked about she was going to be the woman's Tiger Woods, and she did not pan out to what. You know, everyone thought she was going to end up being, but she had a lot of pressure on her. So, you know, a lot of a lot of these situations come down to the pressure that that people put on them. And then because they didn't succeed, then everyone says they flopped. But yeah, man, that was maybe you should uh, you all should check out that article on ESPN about Freddie Adu to see uh, everything that they have to say and everything that's happening with Freddie Adu right now. Yo, I can't believe, look, we had so much to talk about in today's show, and we still forgot some stuff, so I just want to quickly go through. NBA Awards was this week. <laughs> Did uh, say MVP one time. <laughs> so I'm going to go through all their awards. Um, the House of Highlights moment of the year was Derrick Rose dropping 50. I watched that game. All Great. right. Great. So the, the Hustle Award went to Mark Smart, Marcus Smart. Okay. The Sager Strong Award goes to a media personality, Robin Roberts. The Lifetime Achievement Award went to Larry Bird and Magic Johnson. The NBA Cares Community Assist Award to Bradley Beal. The NBA Sportsmanship and the Teammate of the Year Award went to Mike Conley. Even on a losing team, they still awarded him to this. The uh, Executive of the Year went to John Horst, Executive of the Milwaukee Bucks. I don't like how... I mean, even before the playoffs started, I would have went with Masai Ujiri. You literally traded for Kawhi Leonard. You should have won, and then the team got good, like better than they were. <laughs> yes, I would have just went with him. But anyway, he won. Coach of the year, Mike Budenholzer. Okay. Most improved player, Pascal Siakam. Defensive player of the year, Rudy Gobert. Sixth man of the year, Lou Williams. Rookie of the year, Luka Doncic. MVP, Giannis Antetokounmpo. Should Giannis have won the MVP, Matthew? Uh, no. Okay. All right. I mean, I, I thought because of his consistency all year and that that team went from seventh to first in all of the NBA, I thought he, he did deserve it. I, but I wouldn't have been like upset if Harden had won. So, but I think if I had to choose, I'm going with Giannis Antetokounmpo. Other things that we forgot um, the NBA, 
proposing in the 75th season, which would be 2021-2022, possibly introducing in-season tournaments to make up for potentially the reduction of games. So they'll possibly reduce games and then introduce these in-season tournaments and then play in tournaments for the postseason. Genius. Sounds like a very good idea. NBA being progressive again. Yep, yep, yep. All right, let's be real quick with this. Shout out to OSS980. Shout out to Erica Fernandez of DAZN and BSO, Sports Talk Tasha, Soggy Nachos, Hand Down, Man Down, Shut Your Face, Redskin Rundown, Eat the City, DC, Doll Parts, Ming Reynas, 4th and 13. Um, my, my other podcast, DMV Dispute, the DMV Sports Network, Clay, Warren, LJ, Tony, Erica, Christina, um... Anybody else out there that we might be forgetting, Matthew? Um, I feel like I we're forgetting. We feel like we're forgetting. What's people. my Matt Kimo? Kimo out in Japan. I know he listens because I see someone from Japan is listening. Hey, so at least, you, I, at least I know he's listening to us. Uh, shout out to uh, ain't Pat and Kara getting married soon, or they got married Saturday. This Saturday. Yeah. Okay, so I knew it was coming up soon. Definitely so soon. So shout out to them. Shout out to Jakaro. He always listens. Yannick, I hope you listen to this because we actually like spoke about you. And I, and um, we, we could continue this discussion. And actually, we probably should have Yannick come in. Absolutely. Especially for who his employer is. He can give us an even more in-depth understanding of what's going on with the WNBA. Insider information. Yes. Yeah. Until next time, anything else before you roll, Matt? Oh, I think we got it all. All right, until next time, sports reality. Peace.